Thank you for joining us for Dwelling Place Lithia Podcast. We hope this message will help you find your identity in Christ and create growth in your life. We hope you enjoy this message. If y'all could turn with me. Uh, we're gonna, today I wanted to kind of continue what, uh, with the, what we started with the dwellies. I want to talk about leadership and what leadership looks like in the kingdom. And uh, it's important for us to know the difference in what leadership looks like outside the kingdom and inside the kingdom because leadership uh, outside of the kingdom, I've always, um, it's, you know, you have, you have an org chart where you've got like the CEO or the top person up top and then you've got all these different people that support that person. Uh, an org chart in the kingdom is like that, but it's upside down where you've got the, the people who are leading, supporting everybody else, and then the more people you have come in. And that's the reason why the kingdom works so well. That's the reason why the body works so well, because when there, where there's a strong base of support, when people come in, they don't feel like they, they're going to fall through the cracks. So um, anyway, we're going to talk about, if you, can, if you can turn to John 13 with me. This is a familiar story, but... still a good one. And this perfectly um, exemplifies what it's like to lead in the kingdom. There's an old Chinese saying that says, um, if you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. Jamie said, amen. If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. If you want happiness for a lifetime, help somebody. That's the reason Matthew 25 is on our back wall. This is something that is really drilled into this place. Uh, It's in our inner workings. This is how we move. This is how we breathe. Um, This is, and the reason this is how we breathe is because Matthew 25 does exist. Um, We want, uh, we want everybody to come into a place where they they understand that, that that God loves them and God cherishes them. And once they come into that place, we want them to understand that. That's supposed to be shared with others. It's not something that you keep to yourself. Um, and that's, that's actually, that's the, that old Chinese saying, that's not a Christian saying. That's just an old saying, and, and it rings true. The happiest people on the earth are people who live their lives helping other people. And if you, when you don't figure that out, you live a life of misery, misery. That's why you, you see a lot of philanthropists that are out there that they donate to all these different causes and they do all these different things is because that's how we're geared. If you see somebody who is rich and they don't do stuff like that, they keep all that to themselves, get in a conversation with them, I guarantee you that's a miserable person. Um, it's because you, you're, you're geared to have blessings flow through you, not stop at you. So in Matthew, or in John 13... We're going to start with verse 1. It says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of the world to his Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from the Father and was going back to God. He rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. I want to stop right here real quick. 
a lot of times we read through this stuff and we look at this as Jesus washing feet. How many know that, that us looking at a leader in a, in a setting like that, it, it's humbling to, to see him as washing feet. But a lot of times today, like you, has, has anybody ever been in foot washing services? So I've got mixed emotions about that because I, I, feet washing was something that they did back then because that was, that was the lowest servant's job. It was his job to go in there and wash people's feet. Um, that was just part of what they did. They, you, you were used to that. Uh, but it was just something of a servant. One of the things that we, we used to do here uh, before my mom got here and started cleaning and, uh, is that whoever was uh, preaching that week, uh, you had to clean the church before you preached. And um, it was a lot like that uh, because it was, that's, it was a lot like washing feet because you, the person who is going to be presenting, the person who's standing up front would be the person who is serving everybody else even before they got here. And uh, it, it was a good growth experience. I know it was for me. Um, and there would be varying degrees of cleanliness depending on whose turn it was to preach. But uh, it was... Uh, it was always, always a good thing. But when Jesus does this, uh, he does it a little bit differently than what you would see at a modern foot washing service. I was in, I've been in one. I've been in one. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> if I'm just being honest with you, it was uncomfortable. Um, but what, would ha- what happened in the one is they had these basins, and uh, the ushers had went out and they filled up these basins, and they put them out in front of people. And they, the, the preacher or whoever was washing feet, whoever was washing the feet in front of you, you know, they, they take off their jacket, roll up their sleeves, and they wash feet, and they're praying for you at the same time. It's, it is what it is. It, was, uh, it, it's, um, it's, it is something that's humbling. I will, I will give it that. It's something that's, uh, that definitely humbles you. Uh, it humbles the person who's doing it. It humbles you as well because you've got to kind of let somebody touch your feet in front of other people, and that's, uh, uh, you're doing that to just so that that's, that's how you're dying to your flesh in front of them, and they're dying to their flesh in front of you, so it's a kind of a mutual dying of flesh. But one of the things you see a little bit different when Jesus goes and, and does this is how completely he gives himself to this job. Uh, Jesus did not have the servant come and bring a basin out in front of people. Jesus did not... Uh, roll up his sleeves, and just kind of pat down feet. Let's read this again together. I want, because it's important that we understand the character of Christ through this. Um, so in verse 5, it says, he, he poured water into a basin and began to, well, uh, hold on. In verse 4, it says, they rose from supper. It says, he laid aside his outer garments. So he, they, had, they were typically wore two layers of garments. So he, he took his outer garments off and he laid them aside. And um, he, he tied a towel around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Now get this picture in your head. Jesus, he's sitting there. He's, he's the leader of these guys. Jesus knows that his time is coming. Like, he knows what's getting ready to happen. And instead of just going through, and, and going through the motions and just saying, hey, listen, this is, 
this is good for us to do. This, we're going to have this little foot washing service. Jesus takes out his outer garment. He ties a towel around his waist. Like he's getting into the job. He fully gives himself to the job of the lowest servant in the household to show the disciples that this is the kind of person that you have to be. If you want to follow me, this is the kind of person that you have to be. You have to comp- not, not just go through these things and say, oh, I'm going to do it. You have to completely give yourself to that. Jesus didn't do it halfway. He had a towel around his waist. He had his outer garment out. He was on his hands and knees. He had a basin in front of them. He was cleaning their feet and then wiping it with a towel afterwards, making sure it was dry. He completely gave himself to the position of being the lowest in the household. So after that, it says he came over in verse, uh, uh, verse 6, it says he came over to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what I am doing now you do not understand, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only but my hands and my head. And Jesus said, the one who is bathed does not need to wash except his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was about to betray him. Focus in on that. He knew who was about to betray him. That was why he said, not all of you are clean. When he had finished, when, when he had washed their feet, he put on his outer garment and resumed his place and said to them, do you understand what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for I am. If I then, your, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought, to, you ought to wash one another's feet. So it wasn't just about the fact that Jesus was giving, but it was about how much he was investing into his gift. Jesus, first of all, he didn't have to wash their feet. How many of you know that he probably, like everybody around there probably felt weird about it? It wasn't just Peter. Everybody around there probably felt odd that Jesus, the Christ, the, the Messiah, the person that they've been then following, was washing their feet. Jesus didn't have to do that. He could have shown them a number of other things, but he looks around and he sees that what, what would be the job of the lowest person here? like the very, very lowest person. How can I make myself the lowest person here to show them what it is to actually serve? And then once he did that, once he, once he did that, he gave himself completely to it and really got in there and did a good, like he didn't just halfway do it, he did a really good job. Jesus was really, really giving himself to washing their feet. And Jesus didn't complain. He didn't do anything weird when it came to Judas. He knew ahead of time. Jesus knew ahead of time that that he was that Judas was going to betray him. Even when Judas was trying to hide it and said, uh, "It's uh, surely not I," you know, at the Last Supper, Jesus said. Yeah, you said it. It's you. 
He knew that. How, how difficult is it to be in something like that and knowing that somebody who has been following you that you've been sowing into and that you've been loving, that you've been giving to just as much as everybody else, that you know that person is getting ready to betray you. You know that person is getting ready to do you wrong. You've got intel. You've got insight. Maybe you watched Dateline or something like that and you saw them on it. But you know what's about to happen. And you imagine Jesus sitting there and he's got this row and he's got all these people who love him, who've been following him, who left everything they got and he's sitting there, he's washing their feet, he's completely given to it and he gets to, he gets to Judas. And like, could you imagine the range of emotions? Like, he's sitting there at the feet of this guy that the, those same feet are going to be leaving that place and they're going to be going to a temple. His feet were clean when he went into the temple to betray Jesus because Jesus cleaned him. Think about that. That was the only reason his feet were clean when he went into the temple to betray Jesus because Jesus was the one who did it. And Jesus said, I'm doing this so that you can see. I'm doing this for a purpose because if I'm your master, if you're following me, you should be doing this too. And don't skip Judas. That's important. It's important that we don't skip Judas when we come to serve. It's important that we don't just serve those people that we, that we have something in common with. It's people who are easy to get along with. Because there's, there's going to be plenty when we, go, when, we do our, when we do the feeding the homeless, when we have people doing the food pantry when we start our Celebrate Recovery out, when whatever else comes in, whatever else comes in, there's going to be plenty of people it's going to be hard to be around. They're going to try to take more of you, and you're going to read all these books that are going to tell you about protection and how you need to have up these walls and all this kind of stuff. And I'm here to tell you that that's not biblical. There's plenty of Christian authors meaning well that are going to tell you that you need to put up protection for yourself, but Jesus didn't do it. You cannot read that and see that Jesus was trying to protect himself from Judas, that he, Jesus treated Judas a little bit differently because he didn't. Judas' feet were clean when he betrayed him. And the last thing I'll say is that sometimes it's good to tell Peter to hush. You're going to have people around you that try to, try to, when you're in a position of leadership within the kingdom, they're going to try to, to tell you you should be doing this or you should be doing that. You're, you're more important here. Well, you've got all this talent. Why are you doing this? You shouldn't be sweeping floors. You shouldn't be doing that. People will try to prop you up, and they mean well. But we know in ourselves that if we want to be followers of Christ, that it has a lot more to do with cleaning bathrooms than it has to do with standing behind a microphone. It has a lot more to do with going and meeting somebody at 5 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning or in the middle of the night because they need somebody to talk with, they need somebody to pray with. It has more to do with that than it has to do about your podcast. And that's where a lot of times we get things mixed up as Christians because that's what the world looks like. When somebody gets popular in the world, it's all about you, you get a spotlight on somebody. 
in that spotlight, it, 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 it makes them look better. That's, that's the reason we, we, put the, we put the music and everything down here. Is because we, we want to try to get away, with, away from spotlights. We want to try to make sure that everybody's a part of the stuff that we're doing, that we're coming to this and we're doing this together. That's the reason that why there's tables. Y'all may hear some stuff from me today that are like, yeah, that's good, but I'm hoping that when you get to the table that you get ministry, that something happens at that table where you're ministered to in a way that I can't. Because that's where it happens. When we come together as a body, it's not when one person is, is talking in front of other people. It's not when somebody just has a good line or whatever. It's whenever we're together as a group and we are mutually sowing into each other, we mutually love each other, and we're washing each other's feet is whenever the actual ministry happens. The spotlight has to go off. That's the kingdom of heaven. That's leadership in the kingdom of heaven is whenever the spotlight turns on, they can't find you because you're kneeling down in front of the person you're ministering to. Our identity is in the kingdom of heaven. The lower that we kneel here, the more we condition ourselves to surrender and your spirit to assume the position at the right hand of Christ. There are positions here that we can take that will exalt us here. But where Jesus was real clear about this whenever he was talking to the Pharisees, that the people who prayed out in public, um, they would say these long prayers and things like that. Jesus said, go to your room. Go to, a, go to a place where you pray, where you're by yourself, where nobody can hear you. Because those people, they've already gotten their reward. There's two different things that are going on. Jesus said things. Jesus said he didn't say anything he didn't hear the Father saying. And he didn't do anything he didn't see the Father doing first. Jesus was reacting what he was seeing in the kingdom of heaven. There are positions that we take here that directly affect our, the position we take in the kingdom of heaven. It, the Bible says that we are seated with him in heavenly places. And a lot of times we think about that as like a table that we're seated at his right hand, but seated is a a position of authority. And I want you to know that the more that we kneel here, the more that we serve here, the more we take a position in heaven of authority. Because our life isn't about us. When your life quits being about your flesh, it begins to be about your spirit. And your spirit comes alive. And anybody who's ever come to one um, one of the food pantries here, and has walked around and been able to pray with people, or anybody who's been able to, it, it doesn't even have to be here, it, it can be anywhere, who's taken time to talk to somebody, talk to a homeless person. Like, really do it. Like, don't just like, hey, God bless you. Ask them their name. Now, obviously, don't put yourself into danger. Don't put yourself in a situation where you, you could be hurt. Like, But, like, if you see somebody... Um, uh, there's a lady that if you go on, um, if you're driving left on 60 from Lithia Pinecrest, before you get to Parsons, she's always on the right-hand side, and she waves at people. I dare you to park in that, that Walgreens that's next to there and go over there and ask her her name and tell her your name and ask her how she got there and ask her what she needs. Just so into her a little bit. It will change you. It changes you because what it does is it strips away your flesh. You begin to care less about what they smell like 
what it looks like with you sitting there next to them. And you begin to think more, you begin to see them more the way that God sees them. And that's the things that's important. That stuff, you will, Facebook and Instagram and all this stuff that is focused on you will blind you to the reality of the kingdom of heaven. It will blind you because it makes it look like leadership has to do with how many people support you. Leadership doesn't have to be with how many people support you. It has everything to do with how many people you support. It's completely the opposite. It's not about how many people like you. It's how many people you like. That's the life of the kingdom of heaven. That's the life of Jesus Christ. That's the reason he had to wash the feet. And that's, not, that's the reason why he had to wash feet and completely give himself to it. And that's the reason why when he got to Judas, when he was washing his feet, he didn't pinch him. He didn't do anything weird. He didn't just... It doesn't say anything about him doing the job any less. I guarantee you, if anything, Jesus washed his feet all the more. It hit me the other day when I was reading this, and I thought about it, that when Judas went into the temple, and that's the reason I've repeated it a few times, maybe it does something for you, maybe it doesn't. But the fact that Judas' feet were clean when they went into the temple to betray Jesus. It's crazy when you think about it. Jesus knew that that was going to be the reality. But Jesus still went through with every bit of it. He gave himself completely to it. He gave himself completely to the lesson. He gave himself completely to showing every one of his disciples, including Judas, how much he loved him. Even though he knew that he was going to be betrayed with a kiss just a little bit away by one of the people that he washed their feet but that's what the kingdom of heaven looks like. We don't build up walls to protect ourselves. We're vulnerable. We, we put ourselves out there. If I get hurt, I get hurt. But I'm not going to not love somebody over fear that it's going to hurt me. Because I'm following a man who wouldn't do that. And if I'm going to follow him, I have to follow him completely. There comes a point where I have to put a towel around my waist and give myself completely to what I believe. So, this morning I wanted to share that with you because it's, we, we were talking about leadership and, uh, and had some fun awards, and I really appreciate the leadership that we have in place here. But I also want us to get a, cl- a clear picture of what leadership looks like in the kingdom of heaven because it is different. It is different, and even in the church today, man, you can, you can get really confused on this stuff. You really can, because it's, it, will, it will throw you off the church. Like it, it, it hurts me to see a lot of the stuff that happens, in, in, because it's like everything's centered on us, and it's like, man, it's, it's just not what it looks like. Jesus, when he healed somebody, what did he do? He said, don't tell anybody. What does it look like on YouTube when somebody heals somebody? People follow them around with a camera. Hey, I want to pray for this guy. I'm going to pray for this guy. I turn the camera on. And then we wonder why the spirit doesn't move like it used to. Why the church today looks, like, looks different than the church in Acts. You realize in the, in the church in Acts that it said that that church, it didn't say that other people within the church, it said that people sent all of their sick to them. They would send their sick to the church. And it said all of them were healed. 
healings were just, they were common. But so was giving completely, like giving your life completely. That was common. That's the life of a Christian. That's the life of Christ. That's the life we have to go after. So I'm going to close with that. Um, we do have some questions that uh, we will have at the table. Um, but I want to pray with you. And um, again, I, I, I want to extend one more big thank you to our leadership here. Um, that's something that you all do, and you do it amazingly. Um, so thank you. We hope you enjoyed this message. If so, please share it. If you'd like to partner with us, you can do so at dwellingplacelithia.org forward slash donate. We'll see you next week, and may God bless you and your family.